In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are ready for it. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Monday night football, Daryl. Are you ready, Brown Steelers? I am ready for some football, Mr. Baskin. All right, my friend. So what are we looking at as the Browns head into this game health-wise? Amari Cooper, uh, it doesn't look real good. What, what's the latest on Amari? Yeah, not great that he got hurt Saturday uh, afternoon. And those those last practice day of the week injuries are always the worst, right? Um, the company line right now is they're going to wait and see how Amari feels Monday. Uh, which I'm guessing a lot of folks will be listening to this Monday morning. Um, I, My personal opinion and view on the situation, he will not play Monday night. I don't think Amari Cooper will play Monday night. Um, it was interesting because Kevin Stefanski said he aggravated an injury, but he wasn't really on the injury report. His day off on Wednesday was rest-related. Now, hmm. remember against the Bengals, though, he slipped, and he kind of hobbled off the field, went in the medical tent. They took a look-see at him said everything was fine. Amari told us on Thursday when we asked him about it, he said, everything's fine. It's not a big deal. Nothing to worry about. No concerns. And then of course on Friday, or I should say on Saturday, we talked to him on Friday. My, see, my days are all messed up. <laughs> uh, we talked to him on Friday, which is a Thursday for us. Um, and then of course on Saturday, then he goes ahead and uh, you know, he unfortunately suffers the injury. And the, the, the news item of that is Andy. He didn't just suffer the injury. He had to leave practice. So, um, I got a one second glance at Amari in the locker room Saturday as he was walking uh, somewhere. <clears throat> Can't really get an evaluation there, but my best guess is that we do not see Amari Cooper on Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. So what does that mean? More Marquise Goodwin, more maybe Cedric Tillman gets into a little bit of action. Obviously, David Bell's a guy they want to step up. Yeah, well, I you're you're stuck on David Bell, and I just I, I don't know that David Bell's part of the game plan. I'm not stuck on him, but I know you're short a wide receiver. So I mean, there's going to be an opportunity for him to do something. I would think, even if it's on special teams. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think there's a better chance that Cedric Tillman gets an opportunity to do something more so than um, than David Bell. Just from like a size factor, Andy, I just think that like Cedric might give them a little more than David can. I honestly, on my depth chart, I think I think Cedric's the fifth wide receiver and David Bell's the sixth wide receiver. Um, but Tillman gives them a little more size. He's got really good hands too. Uh, red zone type target. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that um, more Elijah Moore. Here's what's interesting. I, I I think that based off of last week's game against the Bengals, where like those those deep shots didn't work. Like we, we, we spent a lot of time on this podcast and on the station talking about just the offense wasn't that great, especially the passing game with Deshaun. There's a lot of excitement in that building though based off of what they saw against the Bengals um, and the opportunities they feel that are going to be there for them offensively. So, yeah, they didn't hit any big plays against Cincinnati, but Marquise Goodwin got on top of the defense multiple times. 
Uh, Amari Cooper, who obviously is nicked up and we're probably not going to see him. He got open a little bit, DPJ. So I feel like the Browns are excited about their scheme offensively and the explosiveness explosiveness that's going to be there, uh, you know, provided Deshaun Watson isn't having to throw uh, wet footballs. All right, let's get into another part of the game here. I'll, I'll, well, you know what? Hang on. We'll get to that in a second. Juan Thornhill, I want to get through the injuries here. What, what's the deal with him? I think he's going to play. Um, he looked good in the open portion of practice on Friday and Saturday. Got my days right. Um, when we saw him, uh, did not get to speak with him on Saturday. Uh, I, I have to take ownership of that. I did a very poor job setting the edge by his locker. So weak. Weak. So, you know, what it is is they have the podium set up in the middle of the locker room, a little inside football for you. So, you know, they, they have certain guys that they tell us, hey, uh, so, like, on Saturday, it was Miles Garrett and Elijah Moore. Those were the two guys that came to the podium in the middle of the locker room. So, Juan's over at his uh, locker. Uh, we had just ramped up. I think it was with Miles. It might have been Elijah. I, I can't remember which one. But looked over. Juan's at his locker. He's he's all toweled up. So, the etiquette there is guys getting dressed, you leave him be. Right. Um, but you hang close enough so that maybe they feel that you're there. And that, okay, they know that you're going to want to talk to them when they're done getting dressed. So I happened to turn my back uh, looking across the locker room, and Juan had gotten dressed, finished getting dressed. And I turned around, and he was already walking. <laughs> and it was too little too late, you know, because guys like, you know, 10 feet down line, <clears throat> hey, Juan, can we talk to you for a <laughs> You don't want to do one of those things, right? Get the bullhorn out. Right. right. So, um, but he, like I said, during the open portion of practice, he looked fine to me. Uh, so I anticipate he's going to make his official regular season Browns debut against the Steers. I don't know how much he's going to play. They might, uh, they might, you know, trim his snaps back a little bit, right? As <clears throat> I give him too much, but I think we're going to see Juan Thornhill uh, at uh, whatever they're calling that stadium by the river in Pittsburgh. So um, they liked what Roddy McLeod did, though, last week, right? I mean, everyone seemed to be pretty happy with that. I was, I thought he played well. Yeah, but if you can put Juan Thornhill on the field, <laughs> you're going to put one. But yeah, I, I know. But I, we're talking. You know, we talked a lot in the offseason about depth and not having depth and having depth. And in that position, it's always good yeah. to have depth. So, like, you can feel comfortable if he's not playing. You'd rather have him playing, but you can feel comfortable. Yeah, hundred percent. And. Um, I think that you'll probably see some Rodney McLeod against the Steelers, no question about it. Uh, just because, again, I, I'm not anticipating Juan Thornhill being able to take a full workload, you know, coming off this this calf strain or whatever it was that he was dealing with. So, yeah, I mean, and that's why they felt – they didn't feel great about him being hurt last week, but, like, they were comfortable, right? Sure, don't have Juan Thornhill. Yes, that's a loss, but – were comfortable in Rodney McLeod, which is part of the reason they brought him in, was to be able to step on the field when called upon and and not have a significant drop-off in play at that position. And guess what? Last week, you didn't have any significant drop-off. So let me get into this part of the game as well, too. On the offensive line, obviously, T.J. Watt is going to put pressure on the Browns. I, they're going to put pressure on the Browns. And DeWatt Jones is going to be bearing his very first NFL start. Uh, we both have sung his praises in this camp, especially after rookie minicamp. 
right. between him and Jed Wills, how concerned are we about the tackles in this game against Pittsburgh? Well, is it wrong for me to like feel better about DeWan Jones having to block TJ Watt than Jedrick Wills? No, that seems to be the sentiment. I mean, it's not, I don't think you're alone. I think there are a lot of people asking that question and wondering, you know, is Jed Wills long for the job, especially for a first round draft pick? Yeah. So, I mean, look, they, they catch a little bit of break with Cameron Haywood not being available. He's hurt, right? Going to miss with, I think they said eight weeks or so uh, with his injury. So you do catch a little break there, right? That's one less big time rusher. But let's also not forget about Alex Highsmith, who has wrecked a few Brown Steelers games over the years. So um, that's still a dynamic duo that they're going to be able to throw at the Browns, even without Hayward being able to be on the field for them. So I, I yeah, am I am I am I nervous about Jed Wills v Heisman? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, and I've said this, like I like Jed a lot. Um, I I the the talent is there. I don't know if his heart's in it though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you can be good at something and you do it because you're good at it, but that doesn't mean that, like, that's your your passion, if that makes sense. And, totally. again, and, and I'm not saying that there <clears throat> isn't Jed's passion. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just raising a question. Like, I don't know. But um, let's be honest about it. There is drop-off at times with Jed. He is kind of like a 75-25, 80-20 player. He gives you 75 to 80% really, really good snaps, right? The problem is that 20 to 25% where he gets beat like a drum. And that's the, you know, and and maybe it's unfair. No, I'm not going to say it's unfair because you're a first-round pick and you're a top-10 pick and they picked up the fifth-year option on your contract. Like, I, I don't think it's unreasonable like you aren't going to get beat. That, I mean, that's just the nature of sports, right? There's no – LeBron James loses uh, on occasion, right? Uh, right. One-on-one matchups. Like that. that's just sports. You're not going to win 100% of the time. But I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that Jed Wills can bump that to like a 90%, right? Where maybe one out of 10 plays, he struggles a little bit. Or less than one out of 10 plays, he struggles. The problem is it's usually two – or three times out of 10 plays, he seems to struggle. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I almost feel better about T.J. Watt going against DeWine Jones because of Jones's size, his strength, his wingspan, right? Um, I, I do think DeWine made a little bit of a rookie mistake when he talked about trying to get up into uh, the chest of T.J. Watt, you know, just kind of like trying to explain what he's going to do. Yeah, but, he didn't need to do that. I agree with you on that. You, you, you know it's okay. We'll yes. But but from my standpoint, I'm not going to criticize him for it because that that helps me do my job. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I can understand why some folks within the Browns weren't crazy about DeWan openly talking about that. Um, oh well. Yeah, you can I, see well, it on the field. So right, and, and and you know the the key for DeWan, I think, is going to be leverage. The hardest thing for him is going to be leverage because he's just such a big dude, right? Like, what made Joe Thomas such a great tackle? Obviously, it was the anticipation of the snap count and his footwork and his technique and mechanics. But the thing that Joe Thomas always excelled at was the leverage game. He could get underneath and up into guys' chests, and he could steer them without holding. 
You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. And and, yeah. was, and 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 I want to go back to Jed for a second because you know I really paid attention when I went back and I watched uh, Bengals Browns last week. Um, I really paid attention to those two tackle spots, and I thought Dewan Jones did a real good job of moving and keeping his body in front of his guy, and that's not easy to do for somebody as big as he is, right? And that's where that basketball background of his really comes into play. Where Jed, this is what Jed does. And if you're watching on YouTube, you obviously you see it better. But Jed likes to use his hands, and he likes to push. He doesn't like to steer. And that's what Joe Thomas would do. He'd steer. What Jed does, he likes to just push you. Okay? Like, knock. he comes out of He likes to get out of his stance, and he likes to come up. And he likes to push you off center and just keep pushing you to, like, the outside, right? To push you away from the pocket. Well, what happens is when you push someone, You've disengaged, and now that defender is able to recalibrate and move and get around you. And we see a lot of Jed where he's like, he literally comes out of the stance and he's pushing the guy. And as the guy's moving toward the outside, he's you know trying to push him. The problem is that he gets beat with a swim move or another, you know, one of those other moves and 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 that. So that that is a technique thing that I think that Jed still needs to to work on a little bit. But um, you know. You got two of the best in the business in Highsmith and, and Watt, especially Watt. I mean, they got this, they got cooked by the San Francisco 49ers in week one, right? And like TJ Watt was the he was the player of the game for the Steelers. Had three sacks in the game, uh, got all kinds of pressure on a regular basis, uh, made levels at multiple la- areas of of, of uh, the defense there. So um, he's he's just the real deal. He really is, and he's he is just so difficult to defend. But yeah, I almost am glad that Dewan Jones has to deal with T.J. Watt and not Jed Wills, because we've seen T.J. Watt v. Jed Wills, and it has not gone well for mm-hmm. Wills. All right, let's talk more about this Brown Steelers game coming up. Also, Miles Garrett, uh, we'll go swimming with him or dancing with him. Maybe we'll go dancing instead. We'll do that. Plus, uh, he gets a little corny too. All this coming up. Um, It's always game day in Cleveland.